0: So today we have uh, Marsha Raina-Wayman, CFRE, Director of Philanthropy at Phelps Health Foundation to today's program. So welcome, Marsha. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. It's kind of a unique uh, professional that we have here. So before we get started about Our topic today. Tell us a little bit about yourself Marcia.
1: Yeah so as the director of philanthropy at Phelps Health Foundation I have to say that philanthropy and (coughs) serving the community has really been a part of my entire career. I've I've been in the field since 2005 and kind of a a funny or interesting tidbit about myself is that I actually started my career, if you will, as a volunteer at Phelps Health when I was a teenager. So it's always kind of fun to be full circle and now be in a position of working with philanthropy in our community, in our hospital.
2: Was that when they were candy stripers? They were called candy stripers. Did you what? have an outfit? <laughs> Guess who else was a candy striper? I bet somebody. You? <laughs> or that you? <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. Um, little known facts. So yeah, yeah we did have uniforms. Do yes, you still did. have it? <laughs> no, back in <laughs> that might be scary um but yeah i was too which is kind of interesting when you i haven't really thought about that in a yeah. long time so it's funny you bring that
1: why, up why don't they do candy striper is that a political thing or
2: well they, they've just changed the program name to Volunteen now oh, and see. so yeah they still have the program it's yeah. called
0: something different yeah yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: and unfortunately they don't wear uniforms anymore which would be really cute well they do, <laughs> do but they? it's just a polo yeah. and little khaki mm-hmm.
2: pants yeah. where it's more yeah, yeah. for everybody yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's really cool. So um, today we're going to talk about some of the latest updates with Phelps Health Foundation. And before we get started, tell us a little bit about what a CFRE even means.
1: Oh, sure. Great. So CFRE stands for Certified Fundraising Executive. And it's a designation that's awarded through CFRE International, um, which means it's a you know nonprofit sector, touches countries all around the world, not just the U.S. sector. And so this designation really adds value to the integrity of the nonprofit sector, and it's Um, that the donor and the community, um, that the individual is committed to the current industry. There's continued professional education involved. There's community volunteerism. And there's definitely a measurable um, success in fundraising. Um, We also adhere to what's called the Donor Bill of Rights, which really provides transparency to the public. Mm -hmm. And really what that is, is it allows the, the public and the donor to at any time reach out to that nonprofit, ask questions. A lot of people don't realize that, our financial statement, which is the Form 990, you know, since we're mm-hmm. getting ready to enter mm-hmm. tax season, um, is actually a public document. Anybody can access that to, to learn about the financial status of an organization, and um, that's part of that Bill of Rights. You have that right to know how that organization is performing and what they do with your donations. Now,
2: Marcia, forgive me, because I got sidetracked when you said candy striper. <laughs> sure. So, um, tell me again, if, and if you already said this before, and I was thinking of something else, I apologize. But why did you get into philanthropy and why was that your heart? That's a great question.
1: So I had a wonderful opportunity very early in my career to work for a national, or actually it was a global leadership organization. And we worked with all the sectors. So the government, the private sector, the nonprofit sector. And so I had the opportunity to work with some very prominent nonprofit organizations I just really learned that at that point, being able to serve the greater good was really my passion. And, you know, one of the things that's really heartfelt about the the nonprofit sector in particular, we're always kind of that gap organization. You know, we're we're kind of those needs of the community that maybe aren't profitable for the for-profit sector, but they may not be things that are necessarily supported by our local or state or federal government. So I kind of call it the gap position where we're really looking at ways to solve community problems solve those issues that we deal with as a a greater community and it's just something I'm very passionate about.
2: So that's a great segue into what is the Phelps Health Foundation and why did you ultimately decide to come to work here?
1: Yeah so Phelps Health Foundation is its own separate 501c3 which all that means is it's just its own separate nonprofit organization and we exist solely to support Phelps Health and its mission to improve the health and wellness of people in our region and what we do is we basically fundraise so we're raising revenue either through individuals, businesses, corporate or foundation grants. Um, a lot of events, community events and fundraisers, direct mail and basically all of this revenue is funded to and through the foundation to support current initiatives or needs of felt health and those are usually identified you know, by our, our healthcare community and our greater community in, in general.
0: So something that our listeners don't know about me this is Paige, is that I actually was part of the foundation which is why I love Marsha so much but <laughs> one question that I got <clears> asked... I'm sorry. I, you're, yep. <laughs> I could you love Marsha? (laughs) Right now, I I love everybody. (laughs) Um, so knowing that I love everybody, no (laughs) one thing that I would get asked all of the time whenever I was out and about at different community events is why does Phelps Health need a foundation? And it's really hard for a lot of people to understand that. Yeah, no, I think that is a great question, and every organization
1: is a little bit different, but for our Phelps Health, Phelps Health Foundation dynamic. Really in the most simple terms is basically the foundation is a nonprofit organization can generate and raise revenue tax exempt. And so what that means um, on a broader picture is, you know, Phelps Health itself is a nonprofit. And in fact, Phelps Health provides something like $28 million in uncompensated care and charity care each year. And so what the foundation does by being a supporting organization is we can help raise tax exempt revenue to help kind of opt set that cost for the organization. Um, it also helps grow programs and you know different needs of the community. Um, if you can think back 10 years ago, you know, think of how much has changed in 10 years. We have no idea what, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years into the future we'll need in our community. So we're always positioned, you know, to be able to raise that revenue and support those emerging needs.
0: So part of the new revenue that you guys are raising is part of your position, which is a focus on plan giving. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean to donors? What does plan giving look like?
1: Yeah, so plan giving is just one of the many hats that I wear at the foundation, Um, but I wanted it to be the main focus for our session today because it's really important in building sustainability into the future of our community, just so we we're referencing. And what plan giving is, is, you know, if you think about it, they always say there's only two things that are a certainty in life, and that's death and taxes. taxes. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> you know, neither are pleasant, um, topics to talk about, but the reality is, is that at some point all of us will eventually leave our earthly lives and planned giving is really a twofold. It's, it gives the donor and the individual an opportunity to determine what their legacy is going to be. What do they want to leave behind? What are those things that they're passionate about? What are those things that have touched their lives? You know, what do they want to be known for, um, after they've passed? And from the foundation perspective, just kind of, what we've already alluded to, um, what are those needs of our community? Where where can we look at in looking to the future even when none of us are at Phelps Health anymore? What can we do to lay the groundwork to make sure that we always have sustainable health care in our community? And so that's really what plan giving is about. It's about making those decisions about future gifts um, and they can come in all different forms from very basic instruments like wills and insurance policies to, to more complex retirement funds or IRAs, um, and making a designation or a commitment um, to an organization and, and planning for
2: the future. Does it involve a certain amount of money to start with, or is it just dependent upon somebody's ability to give uh, something? That is a great question, and so
1: with planned giving, basically anybody can give any amount, and I always like to use this as, as an example we would love to be able to build an endowment um, for Phelps health through the foundation and you know our service area i think is um, is it close to 175,000 individuals it's close to 200, yeah. so it's close mm-hmm. to 200,000 if you took even 10%. let's say even less than 10%. 10,000 individuals mm-hmm. and they all committed $1,000 you'd have a 10 million dollar endowment mm-hmm. and that would provide even conservatively at 4% 400000 a year that we would be able to invest back into our community. So, you know, $1,000 of the course of your life, it could be something as simple as an insurance policy or, you know, just designating upon the time of your death, $1,000 from, mm-hmm. you know, the proceeds of your estate. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be millions and millions
2: of dollars. Mm-hmm. It and that be, really makes it exciting to me because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we think of these large gifts, which are fantastic. Right, and, But right. some people just aren't able to do that, so I think they feel kind of maybe hesitant to say what they could give, but right. in reality, it all adds up, right? Because what Absolutely. you're saying is what an impact that could make yeah. if a Absolutely. bunch of us did that. Absolutely, yeah. and
1: that's just 10,000 mm-hmm. people right. committing, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, an insignificant amount of, of money, so mm-hmm. if, you know, everybody stepped up with $100 or something, right. just think of what the impact would be.
2: Yeah.
0: And doesn't, like, the majority of um, fundraising
1: come from, like, mid-level donors, too? It does. So that's something interesting. I think the most recent statistics, and I'd have to go back, I think they're from 2018, like, 70% of the money that supports nonprofits comes from individuals. So these Mm -hmm. aren't multi-million dollar corporations. Mm -hmm. These aren't, you know, billionaires. Mm -hmm. These are just average people Mm -hmm. that are, you know, committed to a cause and want to give and make a contribution. And it adds up. You know we're a a billion dollar industry worldwide. So people
0: don't realize that with philanthropy. Whenever I think, whenever a lot of people think about philanthropy, they think, "Well, I'll just give a couple dollars here and there." But where's my money really going? Right.
1: Collectively, it's a
2: multi-billion dollar industry, and the impact is huge. Which is another great point that makes me think of when you just said that. Mm -hmm. Where is my money going? What Mm -hmm. makes Phelps Health Foundation unique?
1: What makes it unique is that when you contribute locally, your donation is supporting your local community. And I'll give a perfect example. Right now we have been raising money for what we're calling the Inpatient Infusion Center initiative. And we started that campaign back in January 2019. And so we're starting, you know, the second year of that campaign and we anticipate meeting that goal for that eight hundred and seventy thousand dollar initiative this year. And that is just from everybody giving a little bit here and there. So that is a project, if you're not familiar with it, um, it will remodel the fourth floor of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a companion project to the DDCI and, or excuse me, the Delbert Day Cancer Institute. Right. Um, and it will provide um, kind of a similar environment or experience for the patient. So when someone is there receiving transfusion services, and a lot of times people think, you know, the Delbert Day Cancer Institute um, provides blood transfusions or other types of transfusions, and it doesn't. It's it's primarily for our cancer patients, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of non-cancer patients who also, you know, need additional services, and um, it's something I'm very passionate about. I um, unfortunately found myself being a patient mm-hmm. last year, and um, it's kind of a humbling experience to, to know you're raising money for something that you're a direct, you know, benefactor of, but... Right. Um, just, you know, being around the other patients and, and just, you know, being aware of what those needs are, this project is going to do so much for people
0: in our community. Mm-hmm. Which kind of leads me to another question. How do you guys decide in the foundation what causes to support? Can anybody come in and say, I've got $5 million. This is what I want you to do. do. Build me a new, like, breast cancer center. <laughs> That's
1: a great question. Well, we definitely don't want to turn around a, a large gift, mm-hmm. but um, what we want to do in supporting Phelps Health and Phelps Health's plan and direction for the future is we really look at what those initiatives are that they're focusing on, and really those are going to be primarily around oncology, cardiology, and, and orthopedics is another big one. Another big mm-hmm. one. So um, that doesn't mean that we're not taking on other initiatives or projects but those are just kind of the primary areas and one of the things that's really nice about how um, the foundation is structured is is we accept gifts under what we call our greatest needs fund and so our board, our members can help designate those dollars to, you know, let's say we had an emergency or crisis need that maybe it wasn't part of that, you know, long-term plan, but it was something that we would be able to support in the interim, then, you know, we would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So.
0: so kind of back to our, our main focus of topic today is yeah. plan giving. So you've created a, what's called a plan giving advisory council. What do they help you do? So we are very excited about this.
1: Um, you know, when we talk about planning giving and we talk about, you know, planning what our wishes are, you know, after our life is over, it's just an uncomfortable topic for people. Mm -hmm. And I I can, I can say that I'm one of those people, you know, I put Mm -hmm. off writing my will for years. It's scary. You know, it's kind of overwhelming, you know, your life changes, you're not really sure, you know, what you want to do. And so our whole intent of having the planned giving advisory council was, to To look into our community, and again, I cannot thank our community enough. We have such a generous and giving we truly, community. Truly, truly do that is the truth. It, it is one hundred percent true. And so we we you know reached out to some members of our community that have expertise in the areas of, of um, financial planning or insurance or you know attorneys and CPAs, and we kind of let them know what our concept was and what our idea was, and they they jumped on board. So what will we what we will be able to do is to provide these resources is kind of like a collective situation where we'll be hosting some informational and outreach sessions. Um, our first one will be in April and the community, people can sign up to attend this and, and we'll have a topic. Um, our, our topic for April will be around wills. So a very basic topic. Um, if you've not written a will, it's kind of an opportunity to think about what you need to do. And then if you have, but you need to revise it, it's it's kind of a just a reminder that maybe now is
2: a good time to think about that. So is this like a workshop, like a working workshop where you can go and kind of work on forming one or is it more informational? It's more informational. So
1: it's really kind of designed to be very general and broad Mm -hmm. in the topic Mm -hmm. and discussing it. And then really, you know, if somebody comes to this and they're like, I really need to talk to an attorney. I just, you know, I haven't done this in a while. It's just a reminder of, you know, how they can connect with those professionals in our, in our community. And I want to, to emphasize that the foundation is not providing those services, you know, that expertise. That will be those community right? Members. It's more of an
2: informational and educational session yeah. so you can learn about what you need to be doing or who you need to contact if right. you're not sure because, like you said earlier, it is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You don't really even know where mm-hmm. to start. Right, right. And so with our
1: session in April, and um, we haven't set that date yet, so if people are interested, they can mm-hmm. you know, just get on the list for the invitation. We can make sure they receive that, but they'll also be receiving um, – we'll be able to provide kind of a, a guide, like a finance planning guide, so that you can kind of take notes. You can have, you know, a place to to store some of those key pieces of information. Who are the contacts? When did you talk to them? You know, what are, you know, just different pieces of information where you can keep them all in one place. So that'll be right. a nice resource for people that do come to that.
0: And for people that are interested in doing that, they can contact Marsha at 573-458-7946. Again, that's 573 458 and they can get on that invitation request. Absolutely. We'll make sure they get on the list. So something else that's recently happened is called the SECURE Act, which impacts IRA distributions and deductibility. So what does this mean for our local donors? Yeah, so I wanted to just mention that
1: briefly because that's kind of one of those hot topics. You know, anytime something new comes out, everybody's talking about it, they're asking questions. And so, again, you know, I I don't want to provide any kind of advice (laughs) or anything but anytime there's a huge change like that it's kind of a good reminder like oh maybe I need to revisit what you know who do I need to talk to but from a from a foundation perspective really the the biggest takeaway from this is in the past you've had basically an infinite amount of time in which to disperse those um, like the IRA distributions like if you are inheriting those from someone and what this um, act does is it shortens that time from an infinite amount of time to basically 10 years. Mm -hmm. So what that means from a donor perspective is, you know, if you know that you're going to be inheriting a significant amount of money or your tax situation is such that that might increase your tax Um, your tax um, range, then, you know, one thing that you might consider is, does it make more sense for me to donate that to a charity and take the write-off and the deduction instead? So, again, it kind of becomes a numbers game, and it's just a reminder of you don't want to be surprised in 10 years of, oh, great, now I'm going to have this huge tax bill Mm -hmm. when, in fact, I thought I was, you know, inheriting some additional wealth, so...
0: So are those the type of things that for this plan giving advisory council that you guys might talk about at some point? Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are probably types of questions that people might have
1: and then they might, you know, need to, to have an additional conversation with a professional in that area. Absolutely.
0: So this kind of made me think of another question too. Can, can anybody give to the foundation or do you need to be like a certain age to start thinking about your level of giving what that looks like?
1: No, anyone can give. I mean, we have children that will host fundraisers for us. We will have individuals that will come Come in and just say, you know, I used your transportation to come to and from my appointment. Um, I can only afford, you know, five dollar donation, but this is really important. I want you to keep this
2: service, and we're always honored to accept right. those gifts. Every so, little bit helps; it, it, adds and, it up. and it's just it's humbling to me when people are so willing to give back even when they don't have a lot, but they're still, they still want to contribute and it's truly a humbling thing. So how can people get more involved if they, if maybe they're listening today and Mm -hmm. they don't really know how to start giving, but they have a heart for doing it and they're, this might be a way that they'd like to help. Absolutely, feel free to give me a call. Um, we are located in the main
1: hospital. Um, we're located just um, to the the left of the entrance, down the hallway, and through the double doors.
0: You may get lost. <laughs> uh, you may get lost.
1: So that's okay. Um, and I always mention that about the double doors because I cannot tell you how many times people come up to the doors
0: and, and they don't they, think they can go they through. They think
1: they're going somewhere yeah. they're not supposed to. I'm like, no, we're just on the other side. Well, sometimes so. those doors
0: stick, and then every once in a while, the light will be out above the foundation but everybody is there
1: (laughs) so um so if that's too intimidating feel free to just give us a call we're Mm -hmm. there um we're happy to answer questions happy to connect you with other team members we are a team of of five so Mm -hmm. there's there's other individuals that can help you out or answer your questions as
2: well what other events do you have going on this year that you're planning for, or just uh-huh. that you may be planning for? Or that's yeah. in the process.
1: Well, um, for anybody that has not been under a rock, <laughs> this weekend will be the annual cancer gala, and I have to I have to give a special shout out for the committee that is involved with that mm-hmm. because a lot of times people don't realize that this is an event that is 100% organized and executed by volunteers in our community. So these are people that have day jobs, they have families, commitments, but they get together for this once a year event that's usually a beautiful over the top event um, to raise money for um, this year. It will be for the Inpatient Infusion Center um, and for the Joy of Caring Fund. So. Yeah,
2: I, I would agree. I mean, it's a it's an amazing event. It's It look it looks completely seamless. It's right. just it's always beautiful and they do such a wonderful job and they truly have a heart for it. They do. That's why they're serving to do this Absolutely. Uh, this work. So yes, I mean, that's a huge shout out to them because they do pull off an amazing they do. event every single year. Yep, and we cannot thank them enough. So um, in
1: June, June 8th will be our annual golf tournament. Um, this is always a fun event and I know it's kind of a cold, dreary day today. So if you want to start thinking of,
0: of, warmer, of warmer times,
1: times when and, life and is better on the golf course, <laughs> um, uh, mark your calendars for that because we will be sending out Save the date, and there's sponsorship opportunities for that. Um, And then, um, as I mentioned, just we're going to be having uh, our outreach and educational Mm -hmm. sessions. Um... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but those are the big ones for right now yeah and then in the fall we're going to start a new event Um, we don't have any save the dates ready for that yet but it's going to be called the Ribbon Run and so we're expanding on the successful
2: Superhero 5K Go Summer! (laughs) (laughs)
0: We're
2: getting the range over Uh, but we're going to be in more of a supportive role this year but we're really excited
1: we're really excited about this this concept and so what this will be is it will be a 5k walk run fun run bring your dog bring your kids whatever mm-hmm. and everybody will be able to wear ribbons that represent those causes that are near and dear mm-hmm. to their hearts. So and it we, doesn't matter what cause we, it could be an yeah. oncology
2: cause it could Absolutely. be a different type of cause Absolutely. a mental health awareness cause or Absolutely. whatever
1: so we're so excited mm-hmm. about this and we hope to see every single color in the rainbow mm-hmm. for that
2: yeah so i'm excited too yeah
0: you know, I'm really excited about it. I'm not a runner, but maybe if you made, um, like, the beer run. So the beer run's, like, a mile, just right. a mile long. I would do that one. Just I would say, do a mile just... ribbon run. We're, we're
2: trying to be runners, Paige. <laughs> We've been working on it. Good. We're not getting very far okay. yet. We're
0: working on it. As in, we're not running very far. Right. So I did have another follow-up question for the, for the Cancer Gala before sure. we finish here today. So how does it compare to other galas, like, in the nation? I know for how small our town is. Oh, yeah. We yeah. raise a, a crazy, awesome amount of money. Oh yeah! I mean, this year I think we're
1: going to pass or pass two hundred and fifty thousand for sure. So. It gives me—I just got goosebumps. Yeah, I mean,
2: just, it's just—it's <laughs> truly yeah. amazing that yeah. our community is, like you said, we're just—we right. just have such a generous, giving, yep. loving community. Yeah.
0: And we all come together to support our friends and family because we'll see them in the grocery store at ball games, wherever it is. And we know, we know exactly who we're impacting. That's, that is 100% true. Which is really cool. You don't get that in large cities. A lot of times you give to these large organizations and you don't really get to see the full scope of what, of what you've done.
1: Right. I think at one point every single person has been touched by, Mm -hmm. by one of those causes or one of those needs. And you, you don't realize it until it's you or somebody you love and Mm -hmm. then you are 100% 100% appreciative of having that here in our community. So
0: Yeah, it changes your life. So, Marsha, thank you so much for being here today. I know we've thank really you. learned a lot from you and hope our speakers have as well. Again, we've been speaking today with Marsha Raina Wayman, CFRE, Director of Philanthropy at Phelps Health Foundation. For more information about the Phelps Health Foundation or Planned Giving, please call 458-7946 or email mwayman at phelpshealth.org. If you missed part of the show or would like to listen to it again, please visit phelpshealth.org. Thanks so much.